The current spoiler warning level is, Sunset. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Sunset. Uh, we're talking about a machine from Mobile Suit Double Zeta Gundam. And then we move into a variant from uh, UC-1 of 72, and then from there into a, another variant from Build. Um, the thing that happens, that should all be fine. It actually isn't. Um, because what happens is, after we get past the main mobile suit to the two others, we start talking first aesthetic spoilers and then actual plot spoilers uh, for Unicorn um, and, and other stuff around that time period in a way that is um, not good for anyone who wants to listen along with GGP. Um, so I'm going to say, you should, if you are a GGP listener and want that experience, listen to the first section about our first mobile suit, and then when you hear the red alert, tap out, because we are going to get spoilery. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista NG. It is a little crowded in here, but, you know, <laughs> Three's company. I'm Six Datmar from Scanlight Media. Wait, isn't Three crowd? Hi, I'm Dylan. No, Four is a crowd, Two is too few, but Three's company, that's the name of the I don't Dylan. Know, I, don't know, I don't know that show. I don't know that show. You can't. Don't roast me, please. I don't know what it is. And we're joined by a very special guest coming in from the Mecha Anime Headquarters. Chris, welcome to the show. Hello, folks. It's a pleasure to be uh, on with you again on your home turf. Yeah. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, Chris, Chris, you know, tell people what you're about. So you may have heard of a website that I run called MHQ. It might have been mentioned a time or two on this podcast, so... Uh, that's one of the things that I do, along with co-hosting uh, Gundam, and I spend way too much time thinking about robots. That's generally what I do, which is uh, pretty simpatico with what you all do. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the website that I will always compliment compared to the Gundam Wiki, uh, because, mm, uh, look, Gundam Wiki... So we know. We, it doesn't need to be said. We all know. Your, your information is sourced. I trust any information I can get off MHQ is like, okay, there's a source for this. Um, well, here's the thing. Wiki is, you know. You know, I, I, I do try my best, and MHQ is not without flaws, but, you know, the, the one thing that I would say is that, you know, I'm, I'm a single point of failure. If I fuck something up, I know what I did, and I can go and fix it. When you have, you know, 10,000 cooks in the kitchen you know, pasting in some Google translated machine stuff or, you know, just speculating stuff, then that becomes unmanageable. Posting their favorite pics of fan art for whatever fucking reason. Yeah, because why not? <laughs> anyway, or, or the, the fucking... Uh, anyway, I, I've complained about enough about that wiki on other episodes, so... So have I. Yeah. Uh, Alright. Uh, so, Chris, I have a question. Yes. Uh, it seems like you have uh, you have uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta mm -hmm. on MAHQ. Yes. It seems like you have episodes like stuff from the first half of the show. Uh, why? That's not anime. 
God damn it. <laughs> I was oh. wondering where this is going. Uh, <laughs> good. Wow. I'm not the only victim this week of uh, some some joke like this. That that is. Um, you were waiting to do that one, weren't you? Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh for this week's role chris as someone who you know also writes the reviews on mahq for you you handled like all the gundam reviews basically right if i'm remembering yeah, correctly since yeah. day one yep uh chris can actually go off our you know well i say our regular list we're gonna do probably the whole thing right including like ggp spoilers just the whole thing but yeah, because um, we have our we have our uh, Zaku, Zaku cleanup. Cleanup. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll just roll everything then, uh, because uh, Chris can actually just go with whatever. <laughs> yeah, which is I've good. seen every single thing there is with the Gundam name at least two or three times. So. Yep. How how is Gundam San? I've been thinking about watching Gundam San. It's 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 fun, uh, amusing distraction. So. All right. Fair give enough. It, give it a spin. Fell off the table. Oh, don't spin that hard. I just, I just have a very hard table, so it bounces, and there's not a lot of... I have to roll it on the part where there's no other stuff. Anyway, we got the first half of early, you see. Okay. All right, that'll give us meat. It will. Um, it might give us a very particular type of meat. It's crab meat, because there's, you know, aquatic mobile suits. Uh, that's yeah, the yeah, joke. Yeah, 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 no, well, haven't you all already talked about the Zagat crab? Oh, this is a fun one. Oh, what did we get? Okay, so uh, both of you can play the game this time because you're both the kind of nut jobs who would know this. Uh, AMX 107. Ah, uh, the Bawu. Bawu. Yep. Yeah, it's Bawu time. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, AMX. Okay, I know that this is something double Zeta, and yeah. So I think I only remembered uh, the 107 though because of. Uh, the Reba the Rebawu also being AMX 107R, which I know is insane to, for me to say that, but that's that's why I remembered it. All right, yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, great mobile suit with a chump pilot. <laughs> well, you know, it gets other pilots, uh, I, other chumps. <laughs> look, uh, but, also, I, it's funny to me because as a as a uh, child of the Pokemon era, um. To me, Bawu is the sound that Dragonite makes. It, um, is it? Bawu? I guess it is, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, plus, uh, there's actually one variant that I believe we could talk about that's not even on the wiki. Cool. Because uh, mm -hmm. it's a new one. <laughs> yep. It's actually good timing. Um, but, all right. Uh, so, going through my description real quick. Uh, the AMX 107 Bawu, or Bawu. Um... This is a Neo Zeon mobile suit. Uh, first shows up in Double Zeta. Um, and it is pointy, uh, would be my initial description of it. Um, <laughs> so you, you get the head, and the head is like... The head is neat to me because um, I like... I like when they do, like, the mono eyes, but still giving them, like, that kind of face below. Like, the if you look, you know, below the mono eye, having, like, the pointy, you know, face guard. Um, just because that... Tends to remind me of like other mobile suits, uh, but um, yeah. So you've got this mono eye head, uh, really big horn on the back of the head. Um, you've got two colors going on with it. Uh, the standard one that you tend to see is the Glummy Toto version, which is the orange and yellow. Um, and the chump, uh, the aforementioned chump 
chump pilot. Um, and yeah, so this is a really neat looking head though. Um, it's, I'm trying to think of how, like, I think it's, what it reminds uh, me. it's definitely a missed opportunity that that gigantic horn does not have a beam edge on it to use it as a weapon. God. Well, the, the Gotraladen will fix that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like the head, it's very, like, I guess the best way I would describe it is like very sinister looking, like it's just because of how sharp it is. And like the way the mono eye sits in there and the way the face is done, it just looks really cool to me. Um, and it's got like the little tubes also like that are on the little cheek areas, um, which always like tubes. We like tubes on this channel, uh, on this podcast. I don't know why I keep saying channel and viewers, but you know, whatever, I'll never break it. Um, Going to the chest, the chest is a very Gundam-like chest, actually, relative to, like, you know, this era of the Xeon designs, like, Axis Xeon designs. So, you've got black upper torso, um, where it does have the chest emblem. I believe that is just a 2D... Yes, that's just the 2D emblem on the chest, uh, for the little symbol there in the middle. And then you've got a chest vent on either side of the cockpit hatch. The cockpit hatch is... You know, bright orange, different color, very much looks like a cockpit hatch. Um, small torso segment below, also orange, um, connecting into the waist. Now, the way that this is a little different from a Gundam is the torso is kind of short, I guess I would say. Because um, you normally you would have, like, if this was a Gundam, right, you would have, like, an extra chest section there before the waist. This just kind of, like, has the cockpit plug into, like, the crotch area and stuff, though, which is a little weird. Um, which, of course, comes up with its transformation, which we will talk about and have a lot of fun referring to the Beiwu Nutter. Um, at least I think it's funny. Um, I mean, they every they Gundam knew. fan thinks it's funny. Like, yeah, they I mean, they must have thought it was. Listen, I know that sometimes Japan does this stuff like accidentally. You can't make this part out of the crotch and call it the Beiwu Nutter. They knew. They knew. Um. So yeah, moving on to the arms real quick. We've got. Really cool shoulders. I like the way they extend over, and then, like, there's, like, a gap between the two pointy ends of the shoulder, and in the middle you have, like, a, you know, bicep sort of protector area. Um, I always like the hanging armor. I always like the hanging armor on the shoulder like this. This is no different. Actually, this one is a little different than the usual ones, which makes me like it even more, um, just having, like, the gap there with the armor inset. Um, unlike something like, let's say, the Sazabi, which you have, you know, the shoulder, and then you have the arm armor the arm armor separate uh but yeah uh upper arms nothing of note uh arms have joints we're in the double zeta era people are drawing joints on mobile suits yay um and then the forearms very complex um you've got basically vent slash thruster kind of pieces on the ends of the wrists um you do have a lot of revealed mechanical bits on the inner parts of the wrist uh you know wires the usual cabling piston looking parts etc um, I believe these are grenade launchers also on the wrists. Uh, well, very Zeta style. Um, and then uh, the the grenade launchers on the wrist also have what I would assume is where the ammo is held, maybe? Uh, the little stick-out parts on the end of it. Um, but they also look cool. They just have a good shape. So um, then moving on to the waist, uh, you've got a very long skirt. Uh, actually, going with like how I talked about the torso being kind of short, the skirts are long on this guy. Uh, basically going down like at below the... They, the skirts reach the knees. Um, 
and then you've got side skirts with little missiles in them, and then a fancy rear skirt with thruster pieces in it. Um, the legs are very... When you know about this thing transforming, it's kind of an obvious transformation type leg. Uh, it's not quite digitigrade, but, like, the legs do have this kind of, like, offset, you know, piece between them and, like, between the upper leg and the lower leg, which is a cool effect. I think um, also it's kind of cool that the like in the broad lines of the legs they look very Zeta-ish as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very Zeta-like. Um, and actually, you even get that when you go down to the like the feet and stuff. Like it's just this is a very Zeta-like mobile suit, and it's funny because I never thought about that connection. But of course, we'll bring it up later. Um, there's a very recent thing that makes the connection very obvious. Uh, from a build side mm-hmm. thing. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, you've got a lot of cool exposed gray on the calves as well that I quite like. Um, I look, I always like exposed machinery on mobile suits. Um, little ankle guards, and then high-heeled feet. Uh, and then the backpack, a uh, very fancy backpack. The backpack actually is almost... I, I don't want to say it's seed-like, but it, it does... It feels like a flight pack, because it does have, you know, wings on it that are able to even, like, bend at the middle and pop out and such. Um... You know, it's it's like an actual like flight pack, along with having your usual thrusters and uh, a thing that comes up on a couple of Neo Zeon suits I like, where you've got like the propellant tank, uh, like larger propellant tanks on the backpack. Uh, this one does them down the middle, which is kind of cool. Um, and yeah, so that's it for like the base design. Um, it's funny to look at this thing. I I, I always liked the Buu, but I never feel like I realized just how much like future iconic. Neo Zeon designs owe to it. Yeah. It's a, it's, well, like, this is a design that I, so, one, I really like it. Two, this is a cool Izabuchi design where, like, you know, I've brought up sometimes having problems with some things Izabuchi does, but here he's not dragging random World War II weapons into the design of it. He actually designs a beam rifle that I think looks pretty cool um, for this one. But, uh, yeah, like, honestly, a lot of post- Beiwu suits feel... You can feel a lot of influence of the Beiwu, I think, in a lot of, like, Xeon suits that are done in, like, you know, later Double Zeta, or in, like, Char's Counterattack and whatnot. And some of this is owed to Izabuchi handling a lot of that, too. But, you know, but you I can mean, really see it here. Even into Unicorn, like, the mm-hmm. Sinanju feels like an extension of this aesthetic. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's a slight reason for that in a weird way, though that's kind of a... It's a backwards re- it's that, it's yeah. a reverse reason for that, but you know we'll we'll get to that too. So I have some uh-huh. speculation about the the Bawu. You know, as y'all have mentioned, uh, how its design lineage keeps popping up later, and particularly looking at the the red color scheme of the Rebawu, we all know that Double Zeta had a pretty tumultuous production with all of the changes to uh, the mechanical design staff, the fact that um, Char was removed from the story to go do Char's counterattack. And we have little tidbits about the original outline of Double Zeta that had him coming back and leading the rebellion against Haman instead of um, Glemmy. So I'm wondering if at some point early in the Double Zeta design process, do you think that this suit might have been intended for Char? Because it really looks like something that he would have piloted. I, I could see it, honestly. I could see it, um, and yeah, you know, it. I normally I normally don't go for like going too hard in on speculation like that. But since Double Zeta 
is one where we do know Shart was supposed to show up. Um, I could see it for sure. Um, and honestly, it, I mean, it is Glemmy's lead suit, right? And if Glemmy was supposed to just be a bit character, I could also see him being left by the wayside for Shar getting this instead. Yeah. Um, honestly, probably would have been much more entertaining, because fuck Glemmy, but anyway. <laughs> uh, but still, really cool suit, and, like, oh, actually, interesting thing, I'm actually looking at, um, and the wiki does have this, uh, some of the earlier Double Zeta designs as well, and as you mentioned, like, you know, the designers kind of shifted around a lot. Um, it's really interesting because there is a machine here, and I'm going to link it in our voice chat thing. Um, the second one from the right there, I believe that's Ryuji, uh, is how you would say that. Uh, and that's like a machine that they like showed off early um, in, based on concept design. And that also is kind of like, I could see like, you know, obvious Beiwu elements there. Um, I also like that it has Ryuji in the name, because I, the, the Beiwu does kind of give dragon vibes in a weird way, so, you know, the name feels appropriate. It looks like a Nagano design there is all I really wanted to say, though, which is interesting to me, because, you know, the whole thing with Double Zeta and Nagano is kind of weird also. Oh, it definitely looks um, like something that could have slid into Five Star or L game. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, like, the, the even more pointiness, like, on the shoulders there and stuff, like, the way the piece is attached there. Um, but, yeah, um, also the Kapool and God colors there fucking rules, uh, I'm just gonna say anyway. <laughs> yes. Completely, completely aside from the rest of this, uh, you know. Look, God colors go on a lot of things good. They go, they go good on the high God, uh, incidentally. They but, do. yeah. Um, the Beiwu, though. Uh, so, the function that the Beiwu has, um, real quick to go over the weapons, actually, just to get that out of the way. Uh, does have beam sabers. Uh, they are stored on the forearms, um, and they they are you know on the little wrist piece, and they just kind of shoot down into the hands, like a lot of the ones in Double Zeta do. Um, like the Cubelay does the same thing with its uh, beam sabers and whatnot. Um, you've got the grenade launchers on the forearms. Uh, again, kind of the thing that I feel is like, oh, I can notice you know influence on the Z from the Zeta there. Uh, it does have Vulcans. They are located on the torso. Uh, but this is only specifically, I should note, on a later variation of this coming up, the sleeves variation of it. Uh, I it, What a weird change. Why just add Torso Vulcans? I don't know, but they did. Well, because um, it's a reference to... This thing actually has Epion Vulcans. Oh, does it do the thing where, okay, some animation, it used Vulcans at some point, and they were like, ah, yeah, so we'll just draw when, this. When uh, fucking Beecha stole it. And shot it, and shot at Glemmy. It shot its head Vulcans that it does not have. Oh, okay. And so that's okay. I see what they did. It's the yeah, the Ethanol effect. Okay, eh, fair enough. Like everything has secret Vulcans is what I've learned from watching enough Gundam. Everything has them, even when they don't have them, they have them. Um, you do also have uh oh, the sleeves maybe actually adds machine cannons to the side skirt too, which is very funny to me. It's just like oh, we we didn't. It used head Vulcans that don't exist. Time to add Vulcans to every other part of the body is what Hajime Katoki is thinking. It um, does kind of make sense, though, because that way both the Nutter and the Attacker can have them. Yeah. Um, you also have missiles. These are usually put on the wing binder. Um, it's got three on each. Uh, and it can also carry extra ones on the skirt armor, so it can have up to 12 total. Um, 
It does have a... Uh, the beam rifle is cool on this. I like this beam rifle design a lot, actually. Um, it's, it's a weird-looking beam rifle. It's got... I mean, you know, it's... So you've got, like, a grip on the front of it that, like, you know, a secondary hand grip for underneath. Uh, you've got, like, just a lot of weird shapes going on with it, though. It, it's cool to me because, again, I've complained about Izabuchi just kind of taking real guns wholesale a lot. So him actually making, like, his own unique beam rifle here, and it's like, hey, this looks cool. I like, like, the weird, like, little by the trigger, the circular part in the middle of it. It's got cool tubes through the top of it. It's got um one of those uh, scopes where it actually has the crosshair on the scope. Uh, which, that's always fun when that comes up in, um, you know, Zeta and Double Zeta era designs. It's just a cool-looking beam rifle, though. Um, it also has a shield that is full of beams, because we are in the Double Zeta era, and we need a lot of weapons on every fucking mobile suit, including, uh, I believe it's, yeah, five barrels in the shield for, um, you know, uh, Mega Particle Cannons. Usually, I think the way that they sometimes get depicted is as beams, and then sometimes they are doing the, uh, kind of dom thing of like the spread beam guns uh mm -hmm. in video games and whatnot just depends on what they decide it needs but yeah i this is a this is a stance i've i've held for a while i wonder how you feel on it chris um i feel like there comes a point where you're investing too much in your shield which is the thing that's designed to break this thing has its own power generator <laughs> look i think it's good but yeah well, chris how do you feel about weapon shields I think it depends on the amount of weapons that you have and, and the purpose that they serve. You know, I like the idea of, like, shields that um, maybe have some Vulcans on them because then if you're at melee range and, like, you, like, bash someone and then you have the little quick extra attack of firing some Vulcans into their suit, that's cool. But um, some of these shields that just jam in, you know beam sabers or beam swords or mega particle cannons it's like it's a little overkill look as the aoz fan comma <laughs> i certainly love my composite shield booster that is basically everything but a shield <laughs> um at that point uh but i i get it um i, I do understand like it, it is something that you are expecting is going to be used for defense and probably get hit and at this point you need a shield for your shield Look, what a shield is in reality in Gundam later on is rather than a shield, it is just an additional limb that attaches to your wrist and has a bunch of cool stuff on it, clearly. Um, hmm. Well, I say that, but then again, CCA goes back to simplifying it. You basically just get, like, missiles and stuff. Um, and then it expands back out again by unicorn. Shields are fucking <laughs> everything. But, like, you said a shield booster is anything but a shield. We I can't get too far into it because roll, we rolled something that's not very spoilery for GGP. But, my God, a unicorn. <laughs> Look, yeah. I, those are their own entire... We'll, we'll complain about those at the end of the episode so that the people listening can, you know, shut it off. But there, there are some shields to complain about in unicorn. I do agree with that. Um... But yeah, overall, this thing's equipment, it, like, its base equipment set is really cool. And also, uh, it does have a transformation, a really, really weird one, because this is piloted originally by one person. Um, now, this gets alleviated later, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. The standard way it works is the pilot is in the upper half, and then the lower half, the nutter, is remote-controlled, I guess is the best way I would describe it, because it's not like... 
it's not treated like oh you have to be a new type and you have to be using a cyclone system and you need and like this is treated like funnels it's just like a remote control vehicle basically that's well, is separate it's basically the the granddaddy to the zolo just without oh, the beam rotor true because the Zolo yeah. can split into the the top terminal that's remote controlled and you know has its fair share of weapons that operate independently. So this, you know, is the the spiritual granddaddy of that. Yeah, it's just really odd. And the thing that I find funny with the Nutter is like we mentioned it with like one of the later versions adding these all these weapons to it. Um, a lot of like media, like various games and whatnot. Sometimes for the Beiwu, all they do for the Nutter is literally just making it be a suicide weapon. <laughs> like, it just you just ram the Nutter into the enemy, which I think is the, probably the funniest way to use it, because then you're just in, like, a weird jet for the rest of combat. It's not something I would think would be recommended, but... Um, it, the idea of it is cool, though, and you get a lot of this with Double Zeta-era suits, because I feel like in Double Zeta, like... This is when they're still operating on, like, everyone that makes a mobile suit wants to do, like, some kind of cool big ideas for it. Um, because, you know, you get a lot of very, I don't want to say gimmicky, but they are kind of gimmicky mobile suits in Double Zeta, you know. You've got Zissa, which is like, this is a missile boat, or the game all. What if even the hands were being cannons, you know. So you get all these, like, weird, super specialized or, like, super, you know, gimmicked up suits, and... I mean, the the Beiwu does have a unique one. It's not just a transformable, it's a transformable that goes into two pieces and can combine, and, you know. Its actual armament set, though, is, I think, for Double Zeta kind of understated, other than, like, the shield having the beam cannons. Because, you know, it's just beam rifle, and then missiles, and then uh, invisible Vulcans. It's, <laughs> it's no Gamalk or, or Dovin Wolf. Yeah. Uh, our good friend, the Dovin Wolf, uh, time to, you know... 90% of its weapons not even getting used in anime because how can you find the time for it in the last couple of episodes of Double Zeta, you know? But um, I mean, it's also because this appears so early in the show. That is true. This is a pretty early mobile suit. It's, what is it? Um, it's it's early. It's, I, I can't remember exactly. When I'd say it's like a, a mid, mid-level mid suit, like 20s, 30s. So it's still like early on in the show compared to the late entry of a lot of stuff that just gets thrown out in the second mm-hmm. half. I feel like it's earlier than that. Am I wrong? Uh, I feel like I it's in the remember. teens. I can't remember. Um, well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, with the with the Bayou, though, you do have a couple of different colors for it. Um, you know, there is a version that is, you know, the Glemmy version is orange and yellow. Uh, there is a standard production colors, which is your usual green for, like, a grunt. Uh, the, the green and yellow actually looks pretty good. I actually like that one, I think, a bit more than the orange, personally. Plus, it doesn't have the big... I, I don't actually know what that is on the waist, what it says. Uh, I do know that there is a big... I mean, it looks like kanji, right? Um, but I cannot tell what it says, and I, I've never known what it says. Um, oh, okay, I, I actually see it. It's an archaic kanji that combines the characters for dragon and flight, which it is pronounced Baowu. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, oh, I thought this was just your usual Gundam, you know, not, like, this is just a made-up name. <laughs> I didn't realize this actually had origins in the Japanese word. Interesting. Okay. Well, now that now we know why Dragonite makes that noise. I, damn, yeah, we do, huh? Fuck. It, it all ties together. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, then you also have 
so the wiki doesn't have this, uh, but there is a Glemmy's Forces color that is gray that I quite like. Um, it comes up in... I, I am sure it comes up in the background somewhere in Double Zeta, but also in... Um, What's it? Uh, Giren's Ambition uh, for the Glemmy Forces. They just did all these like gray and yellow recolors also. Um, and I, I, I think, of course, that's my favorite, but I, my colors are gray and orange on everything I custom paint. So, you know, gray and yellow, close enough. Um, and then uh, later on, this does pop up in Unicorn. One of the many, you know, I don't even... I don't even consider that kind of stuff even a spoiler for Unicorn anymore, because here's the thing. So many fucking things cameo in Unicorn. Mm -hmm. um, and the main difference is that they made it so there are Vulcans that are visible, and also the Nutter, instead of having, like, this kind of, like... The, the Nutter has, like, this kind of brick cockpit. It's not a cockpit because it's not piling, but you know what I mean. Like, the front of it is, like, this, like, weird just brick, basically. Um, and on the uh, sleeves version... It is actually done like, you know, a proper core Gundam kind of cockpit. It looks... That's why it reminds me of basically it's like a core fighter cockpit. Because um, that one is piloted by two people for whatever reason to make it different. Um, the colors are good. It's green and white. Uh, they never made a model of it because they hate me. Um, but, you know... I mean, they barely made... They didn't make enough models of the, of the Bawu, honestly. I know they made they made they made a re one hundred, but it needs an MG. Don't be don't be cheap. The re one hundred's pretty cool looking though. Let's be real. Like that's a good model. If I'm not building the inner frame, I'm not building anything. It's uh, not. I'm not. I don't make action don't figures. Picky. I make robots. Don't be so fucking picky. <laughs> um, now. Yeah. Well, look. Does sucks to be on that side of the of the ridicule, doesn't it? <laughs> you. Chris, have you heard this fucking hypocrite who's always like, oh, it's so hard being me. They make a million variants of all my favorite suits. <laughs> I'm not stepping into this mind. <laughs> we, can't, we, can't, we can't drag Chris into, into our Y'all just can snipe each other. <laughs> Look, that's the dynamic. It's fine. It's fine. Um, But, yeah, Um, so... Any other thoughts on the base Beiwu before we get into, like, any variants, or... Uh, I will just reiterate that it's it's a really cool Mumbo suit that has a, a chump for its pilot. And that's the saddest yep. thing I could... That's the saddest thing about this design. Beach yep. is not that bad. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> uh, there are worse Shangri-La kids, but Beach is not on the high end of my favorites, I'm gonna say. I mean, I'm listen, I he... Here's the thing. He is for me because you're forgetting how many jumps there are. I mean, that's like, that's, that's like mean, asking if you want, you know, shit on a stick or frozen diarrhea. Like, one's not really that much better than the other. I mean, okay, <sighs> judo rules, L rules. That is fair. Judo rules, L rules. I, I think Rue's pretty good. Rue's um, not, not one of those kids. Okay. Yeah, Rue's yes, not from there. I associate Rue with the Saint Shangri-La kids, though. Because... You, you you can't pick it. You gotta you gotta you gotta pick who's your favorite out of Beecha, Mondo, and Eno. Those are your options. <laughs> Fuck. Well, <laughs> Eno Eno look. Eno is the nothing boy, but I think he's less overall bothersome than the other two. So I still think Eno wins out. At least wow. Eno never tried to like constantly betray or sell out his friends. So yeah. he just wasn't proactive. 
That's that's that <laughs> yeah, no, go-getter okay. attitude that made Beach a captain. All right. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to the variants, though. Uh, this is a unicorn-related variant. Um. And at this point, we are moving on to our second suit from UC One of Seventy Two. Um, but also, more importantly, we're going to start giving spoilers for Unicorn and uh, a little bit of narrative as well. So please be warned. This is from, what is it, one of 72, I think? It's like a, it was like one of the films that they showed at G-Dome, which is like their big planetarium that shows the films. Um, and it's called the Rebabel. Um the AMX 107R. And this is, if you look at it, you might be going, huh, the Sinanju and the Beiwu had a baby. That is what happened. That is exactly what this is. Um, they literally is... had sex. The, the no. Sinanju's the one that got pregnant. Y- and... Shut up, Six. Anyway. You said that's literally what <laughs> Look, I literally, you, you cannot, we have a guest and you are being more rude to me <laughs> than you have been on the past few episodes. Wow. We have wow. a guest who listens to this whole show and knows what a shit I am. <laughs> Anyway, okay, Rebewu. Uh, Rebewu is similar head as the Beiwu head, but you've got Sinanju elements such as having, like, the... Uh, I don't want to call it a V-fin. It's, like, it's the crest that's on, like, the... Uh, the best way I could describe it is, like, you know, Char's crest, right? Like, on Char's original first Gundam helmet. It has that slapped onto the forehead, basically, uh, mm-hmm. in all red. Um, and you do have, I think those are head Vulcans as well. Please tell me those are head Vulcans. This better be head Vulcans. Or are they just vents? Katoki, don't fail me. Tell me you gave this one head Vulcans. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, no, they're on the, no, they're on the chest. No, they're on it doesn't the, no, have head Vulcans. Those are just vents. Okay. It has head vents. Whatever. The, uh, the head also, like, uh, the, the slit for the mono eye is very narrow, which also is very, uh, Sinanju looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't have, like, the full track thing, because the Sinanju's... Mono eye is basically just like stuck in the middle. Like it's it can move, but you know it's very. Uh, there are mono eyes that go, and the Sinanju is not a mono eye that moves very much, which is fine. It's a very good looking head, but um, also the blade on the back of the head has been turned into like a fancy mall knife now instead of just being a singular blade. Um, still has like the collar blades. Yeah, because this is a sleeve suit. Uh, when you move to the torso, you start noticing the sleeves ornamentation. The vents have been doubled up on the main chest area. Like, you've got a big vent and then, like, two smaller ones towards the middle. And then below it, you have, like, a big scoop that is just all ornamentation. It's, like, the kind of sleeves, you know, fancy edge work ornamentation there. Uh, torso, otherwise, pretty similar. Um, these shoulders are a little different, uh, mainly in that they... I think that they're supposed to be a little elongated. Again, this is a hard thing to tell because, you know, art style shift. But I think they are supposed to be a bit bigger than the normal Beiwu shoulders. Um, now, for a part that has definitely changed, uh, we have added sleeves ornamentation to the grenade launchers on the wrist, which is, you know, funny because it's very flat. Because normally all the ornamentation for the sleeve stuffs tend to be rounded because that makes sense for the shapes that work. But no, this is just, like, flat three flat pieces that are fancy. Um, where you start getting a lot of changes is when you hit the waist. Um, these skirts, uh, more ornamentation. These side skirts are also, they have like these extra little like venti parts, uh, thrustery parts on them, um, instead of having the grenade launchers, uh, along with having a larger flat rear skirt. Um, 
the legs, uh, another significant different area. So the leg, the lower legs are more squared. They don't look as Zeta-esque, and also they add outward thrusters, uh, like a whole section of them, similarly to the Sinanji. Um, and much like the Sinanjis, they can also, you know, pop out, rotate, etc. Um, omnidirectional thrust. Um, you do get large boxy ankle armor, though, with like a little pointed piece going down, and the feet are even more high heelish than they were before. Um, and then moving on to the backpack, the backpack wings are fancier looking, you know, more cuts on them and more divots. Uh, the backpack itself is pretty unchanged, though. It's just the two sections with two verniers each, and then you have two propellant tanks thrown into the middle. Um, as for armaments, uh, this does have its own unique shield and beam rifle. Well, I say its own unique beam rifle. It's the Sinanji beam rifle. Um, the shield is unique. Uh, it is similar to the shield used by the normal Beiwu, but... Uh, it can hold the two, like, uh, the beam axes that the Sinanju uses inside of them, and also can, like the Sinanju, activate them while in the shield to make just, like, a giant beam cutter, basically. Um, this is a cool machine. I think it's a great design. I, I don't care for it in the story, but I like the design. <laughs> you know? I mean, is it's... there anything worthwhile in the story of 1 of 72? I just assumed it sucked. No, it's... I, of course, I don't care about that, but... Uh, look. The pilot's name is Luger Lug. Oh, right, Luger Lug. Great name. Uh, it's definitely a Gundam name. Oh. oh, my God. This is a failed clone of... A failed clone of Ilya Pazam. What? <laughs> Excuse, Excuse me? me? I'm sorry, I normally don't say the plot stuff aloud, but I read that, and no, what the fuck? Who's cloning Ilya? Is, is that why <laughs> she was? Even remember she exists. Is that why she disappeared from the second half of Double Zeta because she was busy getting cloned? Cloned? Well, yeah. She, I thought she was in Moon Gundam. I thought that's where she disappeared too. That's oh, yeah, she, but oh, only right, only recently that did we know this. Otherwise, it's like the thirty-plus year mystery of what happened to Ilya. They forgot about her. Look, she went and formed a band because she was already dressed for the occasion. Yes, <laughs> I love the second half of that show. Everyone looks like they're in like a band, and it's so good. But anyway, uh, oh here, yeah, here I got a I got a picture for you. Oh, what? Uh, what is it? It's okay. Just you know, just brace. That's fine. Uh, look, it's two clones of Ilya fighting. What? There, there were two. Why were there two? I mean, listen. Once you fire up the engine, you might as well keep going. Who? Okay, okay. Hold on. Right, unicorn. I have com some complaints about and full frontal being like a weird fake brain clone psychomu clone question mark well, is I, dumb now this, now this whole episode is spoilery you've just ruined this look it doesn't matter we can we can indicate that there are some spoilers uh past the original baby okay because we need to talk about this i'm sorry we do <laughs> i you keep sending pictures of this and i'm just getting madder <laughs> I knew that I wouldn't like Across the Sky or Last Sun, but now I hate them more because... See, well, here's the thing, right? The reason I needed to bring that up, that context about Full Frontal, is Luger Lu's design made me just think, oh, she's also, like, a failed clone in the same way, right? Because she wears, like, a silly mask and she pilots, you know, a fake shit Sinanju. Mm -hmm. But no, no, she's just a clone of Ilya, actually. Oh, who would have guessed? I'm so mad. Anyway. I wonder right. how many clones of Ilya there are. I 
I don't know. And we I'm know, sure the story... Oh, does the show know? We know that there are at least this many. What? <laughs> fake. The fakest bullshit ever, okay? I'm glad manga is fake, okay? The fucking animated is official, and that's the way it should be. Manga is all fucking fake, and I hate it. Uh, except for when I like it, but you know... I hate this. You're just scared of the Ilya Battalion. I just... Look, look I'm sorry. Gundam manga <laughs> is when you run into problems like hordes of clones or Joker maniacs with exploding neck collars. Like, Gundam manga is just... But that's a good thing. Show. You, okay. Uh, are you coming on here to shit talk our boy? Von <laughs> Spark? Von look. Spock's the best. Don't say Spark. That would be a real name. It's Spock. <laughs> The Spock with the two A's, God. Um, okay, here's the problem that... Here's the thing. Double O's already kind of ridiculous. I can accept fun. Uh, Clones of Ilya, though, is a little bit weird to me. Like, I don't know. Just of all the people in Double Zeta that you could be like, we cloned. Just... Uh. All right. Anyway, Rebewu. Uh, uh, did you know that Fawn Spock's birth name was Robark Stodd Jr. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, Rebewu. Um, the the Rebewu is... Oh, what a shit show. Um, I, 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 I need to learn not to look at unicorn manga while I'm doing the show, because every time I've ever like looked even at a like glance of the plots of them, I just get... I, I get dumbstruck. Like, just something hits me, and I'm like, oh, what? I didn't know that. Like, and I usually, like, no dumb side story shit. It's just Sometimes I find out new information and it overloads my brain. Um, the Rebewu still does the whole nutter thing. Though, <laughs> as we talked about, uh, with the original one not having a Psychomi system, this specifically has a Psychomi, uh, well, a Psychoframe. It's Psychomi system, whatever. In the cockpit, uh, so that it is actually controlled like that. Um, and yeah, uh, Oh, also should note, uh, the two little pieces on the sides of the legs, I forgot to mention this, uh, that are popped up, there are little spikes at the top of the leg section, uh, those are beam cannons, or little flexible beam guns, nice. I guess. Uh, which is, that's a cool place to put them. Um, and hey, the Nutter actually has more attack capabilities now, yay. Hey Chris, um, I need your help. Okay. Mm -hmm. How do I make a fluffer Nutter joke here? <laughs> don't. You don't. You don't. <laughs> There is also the road less traveled. I mean, I don't think very many people are making fluffernutter jokes on their Gundam show, so that feels pretty less traveled to me. But I guess you're right. I'll leave this one alone. All right. Uh, now, the only thing that makes me a little sad, I think that the Rebeilu's shield should not be mounted to the back of the attacker. I think that it should actually attach to like the Nutter in some way. So that way, it could still be used to do ram attacks, but with the cool, like, beam axes splayed out of it. Um, I think that would have been cool, personally. That's just me, though. <laughs> um, but just because I'm looking at this, and it's like, ah, we've enhanced the nutter. We have given it more more gun. Um, well, you always want to enhance really... the nutter. <laughs> Another realization I'm having, right, is those side skirt uh, Vulcans, they're in the top of the armor. I like. I want to imagine a, a fucking Luger Lug one time being like, "Oh, what does this button do?" and just activating the Vulcans while they're like in the like in the side skirts because they're facing up by default. Those would just shoot into the arms. Um, that's a a little bit of a weird play. I guess 
I guess it's accounting for the transformation, but I, I just don't know if I want barrels facing upwards on my arms while I'm piloting a mobile suit, personally. Because I, I really don't feel like you're going to be using this in the split mode that often. I mean, maybe you are. I don't know. I haven't seen one of 72. For all I know, she just goes into battle and immediately splits. But, you know. I don't even think there's probably a way to watch one of seven. Well, no. They got that one. They've got a couple of G-Dome films on, like, Blu-ray or whatever out. So I'm sure this exists. And as as we all know, as as fans of, of Gundam and other Japanese media, there's basically no way to watch things that aren't available officially. Well, then, shush you. <laughs> this is shown on a planetarium dome, usually, okay? That's a little bit Oh, different. that's sick! Yeah, that's, what, that's why it's called G-Dome. It's like a weird, it's like a, you know, if I'm remembering right, you, it's like a theater you sit back in and you lean back and they project the film on the, on the you know, the, the dome. All right, well, in this one instance, I apologize for my snark. But we, yeah, <laughs> we have gotten some of those stuff, like the, um, the G-Reco short that has uh, the rebuilt uh, Phoenix. That was a G-Dome. Why did that? Oh, now we definitely need to make sure we mark this episode. Yeah. But yeah, that one, that one, does that exist? That was such a weird thing. Where they actually uh, used also, the, one... the G Arcane's transformation mode because they remembered that it does that. Yes, that was that was probably the funniest thing in that whole thing is oh the G Arcane transforms because uh six I know you haven't watched G Reiko yet. Uh the G Arcane, even though it was requested to have a transformation, uh Tamino forgot that it transforms when he was doing all the storyboards, so it never was and written into the Nobody wanted to contradict him apparently. And yeah, remind him so... that it did transform. Yep, so it never gets to. Uh, they just saved that for a 3D short film. <laughs> wait, wait, years in the future. Ah, alright. Um, okay, so for other... There is one other technical variant. I can't remember, Six. Did we talk about the Theta Plus ever? The Theta Plus? Well, that's easy to find out. Yeah, I was gonna yes, say... Yes, we did. Okay, well... And then I'm just going to quickly mention, the Theta Plus's core fighter is actually apparently based on a mixture of the Neo core fighter from the Double Zeta and the Beiru. Um, specifically, the wireless guidance technology from the Beiru is used with it. Um, so, you know, there's that. <laughs> just wanted to mention that. Not a lot of variants on this one, but there is one modern one we can talk about that is not on the wiki. Mm -hmm. uh, pull up pictures of it. And this is from, huh, what is that build store even called? Because it has a ridiculous name, if I remember right. Uh, it's a, oh, right, Genius Headline. Right. <laughs> um, is the name of the story. Uh, and this is Naoki, apparently just Naoki doing stuff, is the best way I would describe this. Just Naoki things? Yeah. Because um, I know that they're, so, this is the first Re100 we've had in a while, because usually the Re... Re 100 was like uh, UC 100 scale designs, um, but then we got this announced, and it's from a build thing, and we have the Gundam Lindworm, which is, uh, well, what if we made the Zeta into a Beiwu, or vice versa, I guess, uh, even more so. This thing rules though, actually, and I kind of love it. Um, it just looks cool, um. So, for those who have not seen the design, uh, the head is basically it's just the Zeta really head. Sick, you have I a think. slightly modified double V pin happening there. But for the most part, this is just a, you know, Zeta head. Um, head Vulcans, cool chin, and all. Uh, 
Um, once you get to the torso, this is where it changes pretty significantly from like either mobile suit. Uh, from the so you get like instead of color spikes, you have cameras on either shoulder. Um, you also get a lot of those like little tick marks going on on the torso there. Uh, that's kind of common, you know, modern stylings for Double Zeta designs because you would get like those greedly close-ups. Um, so I think it's cool that they put those here. Um, a fucking brick of a cockpit um, for the cockpit lock. Um, the chest vents are, you know, I think those are just like the Beirut vents because they, I mentioned it before, they're basically already Gundam vents is the thing. Um, it just has, you know, and it has the little projections below. This does elongate the torso, though, is a thing I noticed. Um, the torso does connect into the waist at a little bit more of a distance, uh -huh. um, which is, you know, makes sense with how they want to scale this. Uh, the shoulders are new. They are basically, what if Zeta shoulders were cooler because they are longer than the Zeta shoulders? Because the Zeta shoulders are really understated uh, for the transformation, for obvious reasons. They definitely have a but hint this of has double like, Zeta shoulders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the top of the double Zeta shoulders, how they like splay out like that. Um, you also get uh, little uh, bicep covers. Um, the wrists are just recolored Beiwu wrists, but they look cool. Uh, they do have bright yellow for the uh, grenade launchers. Uh, though I kind of like that because it's just so weird getting like that kind of color separation on an arm, especially for a Gundam like that. Just big yellow pieces like that. Um, the waist, the waist has become more Gundam-like. The skirt is shortened, so it's mm -hmm. you know looks more normal. Though the front middle part is still elongated. Uh, the side skirts are cool. They look like they have little thrusters in the underside of them. Yeah, in the underside of them, which is nice. Um, the legs are, I mean, they're Beiwu legs, right? They're just Beiwu legs painted white with some extra panel line detail. But these are just white Beiwu legs, but they look like Zeta legs, as like Chris mentioned, you know. So you don't even really got to change much with them. Um, they still have, like, the outer little thrusters and cool little vents on the back. Uh, the high heel feet on this do remind me more of the Rebeiwu than the uh, normal Beiwu. Um, but that's fine. I like high heels on mech. That's cool. Um, and then the backpack is actually pretty extensively changed, too, now. Shoot. I didn't look at this too much before this episode, so... Um, because mainly, so the center of the backpack, you don't have the propellant tanks anymore. Now you have like a little flippy jet thing, which I'm assuming is going to be for the transformation. Um, and then like the way that the thrusters and the wings are, like from the Beiwu, the way they're set on here, they're on like little subarms. So it kind of reminds me of something like, you know, the Tall Geese's Super Brainers or something, like a little bit smaller than that. But, you know, they're on their own little arms there, which is pretty neat um they stick out like that plus it gives this thing like kind of a wider profile with the wings on the backpack they're not as scrunched in um this thing's fucking cool mm -hmm. um i like this a lot uh the beam rifle on it is just the it's well i say it's just the baby beam rifle but it looks like they did do some modifications it's got like this little round drum on the back of it and the camera's a bit more circular um, no crosshair on it. It also looks like it had some hints then, uh, of the original Zeta's beam rifle on the, the front of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah, like, I think that barrel is just, like, the original Zeta beam rifle barrel happening and such. That's fucking cool. Sorry, I, I'm, I, I've not seen this design a lot before now, so I'm admiring it as we were doing this show. Um, it also has uh, Sentinel beam sabers. Oh, right, they gave it blue beam sabers. Sweet. Cool. 
looks. Blue, it's so funny. I think blue is, like, the most boring lightsaber color when it comes to, like, Star Wars. But I see a blue beam saber in Gundam, and I'm like, oh, that thing's fucking cool. <laughs> you only really get it with, like, Sentinel and stuff, generally. You don't get it, like, outside of that very often. Um, and, yeah, and then if you saw a pink be- a pink lightsaber, you'd fucking pop off. Yeah, no, if I saw a pink lightsaber in Star Wars, I would think it was cool as hell. But as it stands, I see a pink beam saber in Gundam, and I'm like, eh, it's, it's a beam saber. Uh, okay, sure, yeah. yeah. It's a beam saber. Um... And much like the actual Beiwu, uh, this can still separate into the Nutter and... Oh! Well, I guess that backpack piece isn't for as much transformation as I was thinking, though. Uh, I just threw this picture in the voice chat. <laughs> this is like a victory level of hiding in the Gundam head, which is kind of funny. It's just, like, tucked down a little into the chest. I thought that that little <laughs> back piece would, like, fold over to hide it. But no, no, that's just a big stabilizer binder thing back that's there. That's a little rough. Um, I mean, I'm never putting it in this mode anyway, so, you know, sure, if I get sure. it. Um, actually, looking at it, so I thought those were thrusters on the underside of those. I'm wondering if it might be, like, Vulcans or something now, because if you look at the the, the, the Lindworm Nutter, um, the side skirts also pop around to face upward like that, so, hmm. which is a little strange. We don't have a good idea of its armaments, nope. uh, unfortunately, so. Nope. Like, it, fresh off the presses. This thing doesn't even have, like, the model out, or no, nor does it have art, so... It is mm-hmm. a really cool design, because, you know, I, I was telling a friend that when I look at this, you know, I, it's no secret that I'm not a fan of the design of the the double Zeta, because, you know, I think of the Zeta as, like, this kind of, like, sleek and elegant design, and then by contrast, the double Zeta is, like, this fucking kitchen sink Gundam that's bloated <laughs> with too many design elements and everything, but I look at I yeah. look at the Lindworm, and this to me kind of looks like what a double Zeta should look like going from the Zeta as origin. That's fair. That is fair. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Um. I mean, I like you know I like like the Zeta two and stuff for similar reasons as well. Um. Now I do still like the double Zeta. I. I but it's because it's so stupid is why I like it. You know, it's like yeah, the thing where I have I, to give it a false compliment because it, it being overdone is kind of the allure for it for me. But also I acknowledge it, it's pretty wacky. To me, the doubles, like, I, I don't like the double Zeta as much as I like the full armor double Zeta because I feel like you should go all the way with that. To me, the thing that makes the double Zeta appealing, and I'm sure I won't, you know, convince you because you, you have... You have opinions that you formed over a long time about this, but I think of it kind of like the Sega Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. You know how there was the Sega Genesis, and it was like, okay, this is just a simple, elegant box. And they're like, okay, but what if you also stacked a CD player on top of it and also a 32X and also, you know, <laughs> like, it's the Tower of Power is what it is. I, I mean, that is a way to describe the double Zeta. That's fair. Um <laughs> It just, it feels like uh, the Double Zeta is a machine made in an era where, like, innovation in mobile suit design has slowed down, and so they're just spending more money to put more metal on things. And as a representative of that, I love it. Well, and to be fair, the show kind of, I think, does acknowledge that with the Double Zeta, because the show does acknowledge when anyone that isn't Judo is piloting it, why is this thing such garbage? <laughs> why did we put? Why did they put a high-powered beam cannon right above the eyes? And you know, like, why did they put a three-part transformation? Why does the gun have a cockpit? Um, 
But also, again, for me, that's what makes it fun. Then again, I also like the S Gundam, which is what if we did this double Zeta, but not a pile of garbage. So you I will know, say though, those... in in terms of redeeming the the double Zeta design concept, I do actually quite like the H three normal as being a, a simplified, like refined version of that idea. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that too. God, we got on more spoiler episodes. We need to roll more age suits because I. I really like talking Ebikawa and Yanase designs, and as much as I love like old Gundam designs, no, we need to roll. We need to get lucky enough to roll those more often. The good thing is our listener requests, which you can send to Six, uh, generally have been requesting a lot of really cool future things. So if you want to do that, please DM Six. Um, throwing that advertisement in there, <laughs> but yeah, um, there's there's a couple of ideas that are like refining the double Zeta, um, that are pretty good um and that that would be i would agree that age three is one of those Ugh. i'm just looking at age designs now and i just jesus <laughs> look uh, also age lets me talk about ishigaki who i love uh with my life um and i i he disappeared from gundam for like 15 years and then suddenly worked on age uh, and i think that is great I, I I guess I would agree if I didn't if I wasn't looking at some of the things I was looking at. I mean, H definitely I, does have a lot of great designs. Every once in a while, there is a lemon, like literally the mobile armor that is a lemon. Oh, the lemon! Oh, the girdling. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I hate it. That, that I'm looking at the Age Three Laguna, and I am. Yo, you don't like the Laguna? We can't have this argument here because we will have this argument in the episode. I fucking love the Laguna because it's a space form. It don't need legs. It's cool. Maybe, you know, listen, I haven't seen it in action. I don't have a lot of context, initial reactions. Maybe I'll come around. We'll have that conversation The Laguna's also from the PSP game, so uh, unless you're looking at videos of that, you're not going to see it. Oh, so it's good then. Okay. So it's it's fake. Fair enough. Since it's not in the anime. Uh, well, look, I, I'm just saying I'm going to release my super cut of age that takes those cutscenes that are in the game. I, I cannot look. I know that we can't talk too much about this, but we're it's a guest episode, so we can fucking indulge. Um, it blows my mind that the PSP game has sections of like battles animated in it that are not using any of the scenes from the anime, but are of, you know, a battle from the anime, but are also way better looking on the PSP than they did in the anime. Um, you have like the the um, I believe it's the Zedra fight with the um, H two double bullet. Only in the PSP game, he's not using the double bullet. He is using the H um, two Artemis, and the way it is animated is really fucking cool. And it's just like, oh, but this wasn't in the show. This is only in this game that you just gave this really cool animation to. What the hell? Um, age is weird. Age is fucking... Ugh. Yeah, that that is an accurate Age. summation. Age is weird. It's just yeah. a lot of weirdness to talking about it. Um, uh, anyway. It was fun. Yeah. Look, I'm trying not to get too off track, but also, it is fun to, to diverge, so, you know. Besides, what we... the fuck is up with this thing? Sorry, uh-huh. I'm still looking at age things. <laughs> I'll stop. Um... We'll, we'll argue in the after show about it, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, thank you so much for joining well, it's us. It's been a pleasure. Uh, just one, one more time around the horn. Give give everybody everybody all the plugs, the full the full 
kitten caboodle. So if you go to mhq.net, you'll find all of the reviews, the mecha profiles, and links to um, our Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Discord. And me personally, I'm on Twitter at C-G-U-A-N-C-H-E. All right. Um, and then six, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at six stepmar s i x d e t t m a r. You can find my work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Don't forget on Twitter, those DMs are open. Get in your requests for uh, for any machines. Also, don't forget, uh, Gundam Lindworm has a re one hundred that just went up in Japan and Singapore and will likely come to the U S P Bandai soon. If you like It'll it. it be gone in two seconds. And I should pay us. Bandai desperately needs to pay me. In model kits if I if they really want. Because that, that'll leave me some, you know. Yeah. They, also, they maybe shelves so I can put them somewhere. See, I actually <laughs> say that, but then again, I think about it more and more. And my brain goes, I don't want Bandai to see my stuff. Because then they'll just start copyright claiming stuff. And I don't want that, actually. <laughs> but, anyway. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at LowPolyRobot. Um, and I just post robots and sometimes video games. And, you know. Other than that, I'm here. So, yeah. Uh, and I guess that is all. Um, yeah. You may wonder how we managed to get guests like this, but what can I say? But the goddess of luck is smiling on Mechanista NG today. Peace. <laughs> Chihuahua.